Today's staff is Bavakama Daf Kuf Vav, and we are 17 lines from the bottom of Daf Kuf Hei Omid Beis, Tanya Omar Ben Today's staff is being learned as a schos for Achenu Bnei Yisrael, Hanasuna Matzara Vashivya. Today's staff is also being learned, Le'ilu Nishmas, Shlomo Ben Yibadol Chaim Toiv and Reb Chaim Doiv, Daniel Baruch, Olva Shalom Ben Yibadol Chaim Toiv and Reb Eliezer Shloima, and Tzvi Elimelech Ben Yaakov Shimon. So the topic of the last several Bafin here in Perak Hagoizalatin has been the Sugya of Asham Gizelis, stating that the first Gemara that we're going to learn now is a halacha that discusses so just as a little bit of a background, if somebody goes over to someone that he knows, he asks him to please come to court and testify on his behalf, tells him he's involved in a court case and he's looking for a witness or witnesses to support his claim. I know you have information. Will you please come and testify on my behalf? In the event that this person knows Edus. However, he denies knowing Edus, and then he swears that he doesn't know Edus, and then afterwards, he's moida, I lied, I really did know Edus. It says in the Torah, this person requires kapara, and the kapara that he gets will be achieved by bringing a carbon known as a carbon shvua. The details of this carbon shvua are outlined in the Torah in Parshas Vayikra. One of the halachas of is that the edus that this person was being summoned to give would have to have been an edus that has monetary implications, meaning it's negeya dine mominus. If, however, there's a din taira, Bezdin's looking for an aid, someone's looking for an aid, but the edus has nothing to do with dollars and cents, then there's no halacha of shvuas edus. It's learned out from a pasuk in the taira. Either way, with that background, the Gemara begins with a b'raisa. Benazai is the Tana of this b'raisa. And he discussed a halacha of shvuas edus as it relates to an aveda. So there's someone that's looking for a lost object. He's searching high and low. He believes that there's someone that can help him. And this person, he thinks, has information regarding his lost object. He's him. He says, will you please come to Bezin and testify on my behalf? The person denies, denies, denies. He swears he's maida. The question is, will there be a parasha of Shavuos Eidos or will there not be a parasha of Shavuos Eidos? Bemuschorishin, you would say, yes, because we're dealing with Eidos. We're dealing with monetary implications. This person lost something that he's trying to find. As a result, to the expense, to the extent that he was kafar, v'nishba, v'hoida, there's no reason you shouldn't be able to plug this case into the suya of Shavuot stating that, as we're about to see now, So whenever you see the term Shavuot your mind automatically goes to Shavuot of Shavuot fame. But this is just a play on words and very much not what the suya is about. So this Gimel Shavuot, Rashi says, that pertain to Shavuos Ha'edus specifically as it relates to an Aveda. What are these Gimel Shavuos that Ben was talking about? Number one, Hikir Ba So this person that is being summoned to court, he had Taka seen this lost item, but he didn't know who the person that found it was. 
Meaning, there's a person walking around with this guy's lost donkey. He sees the donkey. There's nothing to talk about. Hikirbah. However, Valeba might say he doesn't recognize the person that has it. As a result, if he's going to walk into Besden right now and he's going to testify, it's going to be Ikirchaser Menha testimony. Because, yeah, I saw your donkey and it was in that shook. Some person had it. Who's that person? I don't know. I never seen him before, I, I just don't recognize him. Or or he said, yeah, I saw someone walking around with a donkey. Could be it's yours, I'm not sure. I know who that person is. We can go and have a conversation with him. However, I don't recognize the donkey for sure. Or let's say the person did not recognize the donkey or he didn't recognize the person that found it. In any one of these three cases, if he denies being a hikarba, he denies knowing the maitza, or he denies the case of loy bava loy maitza, and then afterwards he swears, and then he's maida ala emes. There's going to be a halacha that relates to shvuas edos. Now it's interesting what that halacha is going to be. Ben Azai didn't even say he just presented the gimel shvuas without even telling us what halacha is. In a few lines, the gemara is going to say the ma'ilchasa, and it's going to be a machlokes amayiram. What exactly Ben Azai's halacha even was? So there's two avodas that you have to figure out in this brayso stuma. Number one, what are the three cases? That's mefurish, albeit ambiguous, in the brayso. And additionally, Lamai Hilchasa. Ben Azai didn't even say a halacha. So he gave us three cases which we're not even sure what they are. And he didn't even tell us what halach is, and we have to now go and figure out the rest. But the Gemara says like this at the very least, I could visualize and conceptualize the case. This is a person who has some piece of information with regards to someone's lost item, he doesn't have all the information. He's hikerbah v'leiv b'moitzah. He's hikerbah b'moitzah v'leiv ba. He's kafar nishba v'hayda. Okay, there's some halacha that relates to shvuas edus. What that halacha is, we're not sure yet. But loy ba v'leiv b'moitzah. If he doesn't know anything about this lost item, he has no idea who the person that might be holding on to it is. So what are we even talking about? In fact, if this guy says, I don't know any Edus, and then he swears, Kush he's telling the truth. Safrei the Gemara, I don't understand this last case. Loi Baba, Loi Baba he's saying Emes. So this is not even a case of Shavuos Edus. Meaning a case of Shavuos Edus has to be where you know Edus, you deny knowing it, you swear, and then you're Maida. In this case, if he didn't know anything, then he was right when he denied, he was right when he swore. So why are we even having the conversation? So the Gemara says, you have no choice, but you have to edit the third case. The third case is not The case is where he saw the lost item, and he even knows who the person is that found it. The bottom line is, these are the three shvuas, these are the three cases of shvuas that relates to Abed. It says the Gemara, here's the grace of what is the halacha that Benazi was trying to say? Send the name of Chanina Liftor that what Benazi was trying to say is that all three of these cases, even though they look and they feel and they smell like Shvuz Aedas, they're not Shvuz Aedas. The Shmula and Shvuz are just the opposite. The Chiyav, there is going to be a Chiyav Shvuz Aedas. This Machloik is Amayram. Whether according to Benazi, there would be Shvuz Aedas in these three cases or not, is really totally in the Machloik is Tanah. The Tanya we learned to the Brahis, Amashbi Aedachot. If someone goes over to an Aedachot, so again, he's involved in a court case and there's an Aedachot that he believes can help his case. So he goes over to the Eidechot and he says, will you please come to Bezdin and testify on my behalf? The Eidechot says, I have no idea who you are. I have no idea what you're talking about. He swears. And then afterwards, he confesses. He says, I have to come clean. I talk anew. Everything that you wanted me to come say in court. Does he have now a chiv shmur 
or does he not have a chiv shvuos edos? Machloikis. Hamashpia edechot potter. Rav Loz Rav Shimon mechayiv. Rav Loz Rav Shimon says he's going to be chayiv. Now, what would be the reason that he should be potter? Because the only time there's a chiv shvuos edos is if the person would have walked into Bezdin testified and Bezdin would have actually heard him out and accepted his testimony. But if a person would walk into Bezdin and testify and they wouldn't accept his Eidus, Kamuvin, there's no parish of Shuas Eidus. So for example, if someone is Posola Eidus and then he denies knowing Eidus and he swears and he's Maidavada, there's no Shuas Eidus. It has to be testimony that would be admissible in court. And Eid Echot, Bedine Mominus, which we're by definition talking about, is not Neman. Stating that, although an Eid Echot is not Neman, he has some Nemanus, he's Neman Lechaivo Shvua. Now, does that mean that he has the ability to be Mechayev Momin? Well, it depends. If the person swears, then it's going to come out that his Edus was not Mechayev Momin. But if the person chickens out, he doesn't want to swear, which a lot of people used to do, Bezdin went out of their way to disincentivize people from swearing, well, in that case, it would come out that his Edus does have the ability to be Mechayev Momin. So really, an Edachar is a tricky case. Does it have an ability to be Mechayev Momin or not? Look, with regards to Shavuos Edus. And this is the Machlekes Tanam. Tanakama holds Hamashbi Edachar Potter because he's Mechayev Shavuah, he's not Mechayev Momin. Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Shimon Mechayev, he says no. Even though he's only Mechayev Shavuah, but there is a parish of Shavuos Edus. The Gemara says, but Michael Mithli, what's the Machloik? Is Mar Sovar. Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Shimon holds, Dovah Goyim Lamomin, is Kemomin Domi. So that although it's true that an Eid Echad is Mechayev Shavuah, he's not Mechayev Momin, but that Shavuah is a Dovah Goyim Lamomin. Because in the event that the person decides not to swear, it's going to come out that he is going to be Mechayev Momin. So when you're Tevei and Eid Echad to come testify on your behalf, it is a Tfiya of Hagadas Eidos, that's Negeya Mamin, or be a Dover Hagayim Mamin, but if Dover Hagayim is Mamin Dami, then it is considered Mamin. Umar Savah Lafka Mamin Dami, whereas the Tanakhama holds Dover Hagayim Mamin is Lafka Mamin Dami. Therefore, Nate Echad has the ability to be Machai Shfuah. We don't see up that he has the ability to be Machai Mamin as well. Therefore, Mashbi Echad is going to be part. Now, what does it have to do with the Machloikis Amiram had to understand Ben Azai? So, this is a little bit tricky, but the way Rashi explains the Gemara is that any time a person is Tevea someone to come testify on his behalf that he knows something about the whereabouts of his Aveda, that Eidos would only be a Dover Agarim Lamam. And the reason is because the best this person can say is that I saw your lost item and Pliny has it in his backyard. Okay, so now we're going to go over to Pliny, knock on his door. We understand you have this person's lost item. He's been looking for it. Yochai Vlachachriz. He was never Mayayish, you have to return it there. What if this person would say now that annoyingness happened? And as a result, I don't have it. He's a Shemir Aveda. We know it's a Machlokis Rabbin Rabbi Yosef. What the status of a Shemir Aveda is? Does he have a din of a Shemir Chino? Rabbi Yosef, because the proof that the Rabbi Yosef holds, he has a din of a Shemir But everybody agrees he's going to be part of a mindset. So it's not Muchach, even after this aid or these aid walk into Bezin and testify that this person's actually going to get his lost item. As a result, Zakharashi, we deem his Eidus as a Dova Agarim Lamamin. Now, Dova Agarim Lamamin, as it relates to Shvosa Eidus, is it considered Mamin or is it not considered Mamin? That's this Machloikis Tanam. So the Machloikis Rabchanin and Shmuel, whether Benazai held in all three of these cases, you should be Chayev, or whether you should be Potter, it's really totally in the Machloikis Tanam, whether we say Dova Agarim Lamamin, Kamamin Dami, in the Sugya Shvosa Eidus. Incidentally, this Tire of Rashni, that Benazai's Gimel Shvuas with Dava Agarim Lamamin was really only necessary for the third of the three Shvuas. The first two Shvuas are Pashit why the Dava Agarim Lamamin, because this person's not even giving complete information. 
In fact, it's a chiddush that anybody would hold that that should be shvuos eidos. Because what did the person say? I know your lost item was in that vicinity. Somebody had it. I don't know who that person is. I didn't recognize him. Or I saw someone that had something. Maybe that's your lost item. Really, what this aid would be contributing is a little bit of evidence. He's giving us clues that we can now follow the paper trail and hopefully this will lead us to where we're trying to get. But it's not even a far to get edus. In fact, there's some Rishonim that hold that Shmuel, who says that according to Benazah, Yechayv on the Gimel Shvuas, he didn't mean all three Shvuas, he only meant the third. The first two, you're not even saying Dabashalim. Rashi's before it's not that way. But the bottom line is, you would see why all it would be on its best day is a Dabashalim Lavavan. Because all the aid is doing is giving some information that is something we can use to help us ultimately get to where we need to get. That's not enough for Shavuos Eidus. Shavuos Eidus means the Eid walks into Basin with Mechabal Eidus. This person's going to be Chayim Momin. If you're Kofa Venish Bavahayda, you're subject to the parish of Shavuos Eidus. But either way, the first two cases, why there would be Dov HaGarim Lomomin, that's intuitive, because you didn't even give the Dov HaShalein. All you gave was something that might be Garim Lomomin, the third case, where you gave all the information, Rashi says it's also a Dovah Goyim Lomamim, because at the end of the day, the Shem Aved could always say that an Oynas happened, so it's not Muchach that this person's actually going to get his Aved back. Whether or not Dovah Goyim Lomamim is Kemomim Domi in the Sugi of Shvuas Eidos is the Machloikis Amayram, Ubeplok Tatani Tanoi, it's a Mafurish Machloikis Tanoi with regards to Hamashpi Eidach. One thing, incidentally, that's Geshmak, is that who is the man, the Amar, and the Braisa that holds Dovah Goyim Lomamim? It's Rabbi Lazar Shimon. Why is that Kishmak? Because who is the one in Shas that holds Dovah Gerim Lamamun? It's Kamamun Dami. It's Reb Shimon. So Reb Lazar Reb Shimon is going in the sheet of his father, which is always a good thing because that you find so often in Shas that fathers and sons argue. Rebbe and Reb Shimon and Gamliel, it's Allah and Shulchan Aruch, that it's not so bullshit. And if a son is going to argue with his father in Halacha, there's like a whole nusach of how you have to say it. Make sure you don't violate the principles of. So if the son follows the father, right, the Gemara sometimes will say when a son goes in the sheet of his father that he suffered ka'avoy, right, he held like his father. There's an oistruk that it's always a little more lechatchila when it plays itself out that way. Either way, Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Shimon, Shita is, as I've the top this Shita, that Dov HaGoyim Lomomen is Kamam and Dami. Regardless, we now turn our attention to a whole nother sugya. What it has in common with the first part of the daf is that it's intense. This is all... Someone is a Shomer Pekadon. Shomer Chino. And the owner of the Pekadon comes over to the Shomer and he tells him that I'd like my item that you've been watching for me so graciously back. He says, I have no idea what you're talking about. He says, He's kaifer b'pekadon. Says Rav Sheshes, the minute the shomer pekadon is kaifer b'pekadon, nasa all of gazlin. Now he becomes a gazlin, and being that he's a gazlin, the chayiv ba'onsin, he's going to be chayiv ba'onsin. Meaning, a shomer chinam is not chayiv ba'onsin. He's chayiv b'shia. He's not even chayiv in gneva v'aveda. But once he's kaifer b'pekadon, now he takes off the shomer chinam hat. He puts on a Gazlin had, and therefore he's going to be Chayv Anointed. Rabbi Kiveger, not for this morning, has a Suffolk whether Rav Sheshness means that we no longer view him as a Shemir Chinam at all, and all we view him as 
is a goslin, or it could be it's only lechumra that we're going to view him as a goslin, but lechumra we're also going to view him as a shoymechina. What would be if this item that he stole goes up in value and now there's a shinoi, let's say? So, say he gets to keep the profit. There is a madama that holds Shaloya Hechite the Nisko in the beginning of the parak, but we don't pass in that way. So there is an idea of Kolagazlana Mishalman Kishasagzela. Shaymachinam, you always have to return the item. That's from Kivega Sophic. But for sure, Reb Sheshis is saying that Akoifa Pepekodin is Nasa all of Gazlin, the Chayev Ba'insin, and he's going to be Chayev Ba'insin. One other thing worth mentioning is that Toysfes and Afkuf Zainam Adez. Dibra Maschol v'sholach boyad Potter says that although Rav Sheisha said Akoyfer b'pekode nasa all of Gazlin, the word Gazlin's is Afka, and really what he is is a ganav. Because what's the difference between a ganav and a Gazlin? A Gazlin looks you between the eyes and vayigzalachonis miyadam mitzri takes your rental and just walks on his merry way. A Ganev acts more discreetly. This person who's being kaifed with the Godin is a Ganev, right? He acted more discreetly. When he took a lechatrila, he was a shiny it was a shiny he was doing tremendous chasadim. I mean, it turns out he's a bad guy, but it's not the way the story started. And as a result, he's a Ganev, not a Gazel, my nafkimina. It's not careful. So there's a huge nafkimina. But either way, this Rav Sheshesh is chid. There's something about Tano Tuno. And Rav Sheshesh said, I have a raya from a brisa, a brisa that discusses the topic, the Zor, which is the sugya of Asham Gizelois. So it says in the Torah, we know these psukim already, Oiki Motza Aveda, the Kichesba, the Nishba al Sheker, Alachas Mikoil Asha Yasa Ha'odam. Then the pastor continues and says, Oh yes, that's the pastor. What's the pastor discussing? Someone that denies the fact that he's holding on to somebody else's money. If he swears and then he's maida, so then he has to pay a chaymish. And not just that, he's chayv and asham gezelus as well. So the price says as follows. It says in the Torah, Oymotza aveda v'chichesba. From this pasuk, we learn that a person who's a vechicheshba is going to be punished for what he did. Azar minayin. Where do you see that he also violated an azar? He violated a loisase. Talmud loimar. It says in the Torah loisechachashu. This is not in the parish of Hashem Gezelois. This is in Parshas Kedoshin. And from there we see that not only is there an oynish, but there's also going to be a nazar. Now, just Pashib Shad in the Braisa. Oynish Lamadnu Azara Minayan. What do those words even mean? It's based on a principle of Ain Oynshin Elo Imkain Mazir. So that to the extent that in the Torah you find an oynish for doing something, it must be that there's somewhere else in the Torah that the Torah says that thou shalt not do it. Azara as in a loisase. So unless there's an azara, unless there's a loisase, then you couldn't have an oynish. So from the fact that there's an oynish for vechicheshba, must be there's an azara. What's the azara for vechicheshba? It says loisachachashu. Now this price is very sussum. What oinish are we referring to? So the Gemara says, My love, oinish moment. This is all Rav Sheish is talking. Lachura, the oinish that this Braisa is referring to is the oinish of moment, meaning it's the oinish of the Heshev es Asher that it says in the parasha of Asham Gezelois. And what the Torah then is saying is, is that if a person is Vechicheshba, he is now going to have to return the thing that he denies that he has, because he violated the loisase, the azara, of loisachachashu. 
Thus you see that if a person denies having somebody else's thing, that's a laugh. It's loy sechachashu. And it triggers an oynishav, the heishavetzakzei lashagazal. Now it sounds like there was no shvua over here. All there was, was loy sechachashu. And for that, there's an oynishav, the heishavetzakzei lashagazal. That means, even though when you took this thing from this person, you took a behater. Now, what did you do? You denied having it. You were v'chicheshba. You were over loy sechachashu. That's considered an azara. And that azara comes with an oynish of the HFS because that azara renders you into a gazlin. So you see clearly that just for being makhish, having somebody else's thing, as in a kaifer bepekod, and you're not all of gazlin, the Mara says, it's not muchach, that's what the b'raisa means. It could be la oynish for. Maybe the oynish that the b'raisa is referring to when it says la manu oynish is the karen, it's the asham. It's the chaymish, it's the shvua. And if that's the case, you're not being punished simply for being makhish. You're being punished for being makhish and then for doubling down and for actually swearing. But simply being a kaifer bepekadim where all you did was be makhish, for that you're not going to be chayif. And loy sechachashu then will be an azara for someone that was makhish and he also swore, and then you takev the oynish of not just v'heshev v'shakzei but the oynish of the shvot. Now, when would you have the oynish of v'heshev v'shakzei l'ashagazal? That's if you're a prostagazal. But for simply being a v'kicheshba, simply being a loisachachashu for that, you're going to get maybe no oynish at all, because like Reif Abibikadah maybe is not really a gazal. But the Gemara says he can't say that in the Bryce. Why? Because I'm going to this Bryce has a sefer. The Bryce in the sefer says the following... And the Ishtaba, it's talking clearly about someone who swore. That must mean, then the Rish is talking about where you didn't swear. The Tani Sefer, what's the Sefer? The Nishba Al Shekhar, again, this is also in that same exact part. From here you see an Oynish. For someone that swears Beshekha, what's the Oynish? Oh, there it's already the Ashan, the Chaymish, etc. Azar, I mean, where do you see an Azara for that? Talmud Loimar, it says in the Torah, Loise Shakru. Now, mid the sefer the shtaba reisha the loy shtaba. So we have a brayz that has a reisha and a sefer, both discussing oinchim, obviously different oinchim, and azaris, different azaris. The reisha is the azara of loy sechachashu, which has the oinish of v'kichesba, etc. And the sefer is the azara of loy sechachru, and that has the oinish that a person has when he swears falsely. Now, working backwards. If a person swears falsely, Hashem Gezeilis, we know what the Oynish is. It's the parish of Hashem Gezeilis. What then would be the other Oynish? It's the Vehech of Gaza that doesn't come along with the extra Oynish that you get for swearing falsely. Now, what did you do? You are Vehecheshba. Must be Vehecheshba in and of itself is enough. So you see clearly that a Kaifa Bipikadin is considered a Gazlin. Now, you can't tell me that the Reish is talking about where you swore, because the Seif is talking about where you swore. The one says, I'm going to eat the Shtab. Who beside the Reish beside the Seif is talking about where you swore? Aye, if that's the case, you need two Azorois for two different Oynchen. Where do you find even two Oynchen for someone that denies and swears falsely? So the one says, No, this is Hagoizalaitzam Hashem Gizelis 101. One is talking about where he denied, swore, and then he was moida. The other is talking about where he denied, swore, and then Adam came and 
in the two cases, you have different ancient, right? What are the two ancient? Also, if Adam come, then you're just going to be a regular guy. And as a result, you're going to be if that's when you have the parsha of Hashem Gazelus, that's when you're going to be in other words, if someone is simply maybe, not like Rav Sheshes, maybe really you're not going to be a Gazelin. The only time a Kaifepepekadon would ever be a Gazelin is if you denied, but you also swore. What will your Oynish be? Well, it depends. If after you denied and swore Edom come, then you're just going to be a regular Gazelin. What's the Oynish? If you're going to deny, swear, and then be Maida, then the Oynish is going to be Hashem Gazelis. Karen Chaymish Bashan. Being that there's different Oynishin for denying and swearing, there have to be different Azaras. That's what this Bryce is discussing, Azara Minayan. For the person that denied, swore, and Edom came, where the Oynish is Vehejavis Akzela Asher Gazal, what's the Azara? The Azara is Loisachachachachu. For the person that denied and swore and then was murder, where the Oynish is Asham Gizelois, what's that Azara? That Azara is Loisachachachachu. But it could be Saidereisha, Said the safe of the Braisa, which is discussing the Kichesh Ba means of the Kichesh Ba with a Nishba, which is the Pshutai Shomikra of the Pasik. So the Torah in this Pasik is talking specifically about someone that was Bechichesh Ba Venishba. When it says Loisachachachu in Parshish Kedoshim, it also means when you and Nishba. It's only then that you have the Oynish of Behesh of because it's only then that you're considered to be a Gazlan. But Simply being koifer bepekodin would not make you into a gazla. Not for now, but the second toisvus on the omen. Dibur Abbaschol, my love, oynish the moment. Toisvus is bothered that the Gemara seems to be applying the principle of ein oynshin elon kemazirin to the oynish of the heishves akzela asher gaza. Right? We applied ein oynshin elon kemazirin oynish lamadnu azarim inayin saito. And Taisis Kasha is that throughout Shas, Oinche Momen are not really considered Oinche. And Befrat, as it relates to the rule of Ein Oinche and Elokei Mazirin, Taisis says there's a very specific criteria. It has to be Stavka, certain types of Oinche, not all Oinche. You find it with regards to Karbonos says Toysavis, which would be very good. Why? In order to be chayv Hashem Elois, you would have to have an Azara. But the Resha, we're trying to find an Azara because of ain't ancient Elon came Azirim for a Gazlan to be chayv HaHeshavis Akzei L'Hashem Gazal. L'Chura, where do you find anywhere that there's a rule of ain't ancient Elon came Azirim as it relates to Ancient Mom? Earlier in the Masechta, we talked a little bit, this was from the seven and a half years ago, Shiurim and Raid Bites, whether you say ain't ancient and Adin, when it comes to Unchain Moment, Taisus on Daf Beis, and Taisus again on Daf Dalon Omid Beis, this is something that comes up a little bit in the beginning of Masechtas Bavakami. Here you have it with regards to Ein Unchain Elon K. Mazirin, but the rule generally is that Momin, Chiyuve Momin is not an Oynish. Right? We talked about Chiyuve Knas, spoken from Rabbi Chanon in the Sugiyas of Moitav Knas, Vachakach Boed and Potter and Perik Merubo. That is considered an oynish, but chiyuve moment is usually not deemed oynshen, and as a result, for a gazlan to have to return what he stole, that's a regular mamoni gabach. It's not really your moment. It's not usually something that falls into the shulchan aruch of oynshen. Thus, we usually don't apply all the rules of oynshen. This is toisvus tame. He doesn't understand why we're telling to here the sugi of ein oynshen elon mazirin to veheshvas akzeilat which yeah, loosely translated as an oynish, but this is really you're holding on to somebody else's money. Thus, it should not have to 
comply with that Shulchan Aruch. Regardless, what was Rav Sheshit says halacha? Hakoyfe bepikadin nasa olav gazlin vechayiv ba'inzim. Mostly Rami Bar Chama. Rami Bar Chama has the kasha v'shekinegdei chashud al ashvo keitzat. So there are times where a person is in court; he has a chiv to swear. However, because this person is chashud al ashvo, he's someone that we can't trust his shvo simply because of his uh, track record. So what we do is we flip the shvuah. We tell the other party that instead of him swearing, why don't you swear? And like this, we'll resolve this. So what are examples of someone who's chashed al Thus, we're going to tell the other party to be the one that swears. So that's what this b'raisa is addressing. Echad shvuah A person that violated shvuah sa'edas. The echad shvuah Or a person violated shvuah sa'edas. And even if he simply made a shvuah shah. So this person already is becheskas, that he swears falsely. How so? He was once guilty of shvuah sa'edas. He was once guilty of shvuah sa'edas. Or even vafilu shvuah shah. Rashi says, what's vafilu shvuah shah? What's Fafilu Shvoshav? So Rashi says, Shvos Haedos is Ben Adam Lechaveiro. Shvos Apakadin is Ben Adam Lechaveiro. So there it's more intuitive that if this person has a Chazaka that he'll swear falsely to deny a claim, so how could you trust his Shvos? So Shvos Hashemrim now. But Shvoshav is where a person swears, I'll eat Shavuavan. That's not Ben Adam L'chaveiro. In that case, he's not Rala Brios. He's Rala Shamayim. So Mehechatesi, that should translate even to a Shvua that's Negei or somebody else. That's the Vafilo. Even if it was a Shvua Shav. But what's the Kash of Im Isa? Now, if you're going to tell me that Akrefa B'Pekadin is Nasol of Gazlin, then Bikfiru Hude Ifsaleh. So why do you need that this person should have been found guilty of Shvua Sapakadin? Shvua Sapakadin means he denied having the Pekadin. He denied having the Aved or whatever it was. And then afterwards, he swore. He doubled down. Why do you have to double down? Once he denied having it, if Adam came and said that he was lying, obviously we know he's lying, otherwise we're not having this conversation. So that means he's a goslin. If he's a goslin, a goslin, we never accept his shfu anyways. So the Gemara is asking a subtle, but a gishmakakasha. Why do you need this person to be guilty of shfu sapakadon for us to say we can't admit his shfu, even under shfu? This in and of itself, that he denied it. The fact that he's of Kaivipakadan should be enough. The case of Shvos Abakadan was when the person denied it, the thing that he was denying having, this Bakadan, was in an Agam. And being that it was in an Agam, simply denying it in and of itself was not considered a Kfir and didn't make him into a Gasla. And the reason is the Savar, because this person could be denied it, not under the premise that he's going to keep it, but rather, I'm trying to avoid the situation. Meaning, this person who denied it could be, wasn't really a gossip. The reason he denied it was, he's just trying to get out of a situation. So, he figured the most convenient way to do it is, is just deny, deny, deny. Someone came over to the Shemit Pekadon and he said, where's my Pekadon? Now, he knows where it is. It's in the Agam. Or maybe he doesn't even know 100% where it is. But the point is, if he says, I know where it is, the person's going to say, okay, I want it. And now, all of a sudden, he has to find it, and he has to go to the Agam. It's a Tircha. So he figured, you know what? Let me buy myself a little bit of time. I'll go get it tomorrow. But in the meantime, I don't know who you are. I have no idea what you're talking about. This Kaifa B'Pekadon, Zakti Gemara, even Rav Sheshish also is not a Gazlan. The only time a Kaifa B'Pekadon is a Gazlan is when we believe his intent is to never return it. But if there's an umdina that maybe he's an Ishtamute Kamishtamit, he's just trying to avoid the situation, but 
You're just kicking the can down the road. He has every intention in the world to return it like an upstanding citizen. So in that case, it wouldn't be an issue. So the Gemara says that it could be when we say that only someone that was guilty of shfuas apakad in his pasalei, there's I tepeklei, outstikfira alein, he's already a kaifa apakad, which is not all of Gazlin. Hachab ma'yaskinon, when the item was kaifa agam, thus the kfira in and of itself didn't make him into a Gazlin. If he swears, that's a whole different, different sugya. I mean, the person swore falsely. To be a kaifa is one thing. That is. But for someone already to swear, this is already a whole different avoid. That's a bad thing. And as a result, it's pashit. That's why we had to come on to Shfu's HaPikadon. Teida, the Gemara says, I'll prove to you that this svara, this distinction in Rav Sheshit, that although Rav Sheshit said, it's only when you don't have the svara of Ishtam, it is correct. Someone denies a milva. So somebody lends somebody money, and this is Chayshim Mishpah 101, he comes to collect the loan, he says, That person doesn't become a Gazan. He already is a Pasaleidus. Now, from the fact that Rabbi Barabin said that Akhoifa Bipakadin is Pasaleidus, sounds like he holds like Rav Sheshis, that Akhoifa Bipakadin is not of Gazan. So, why then, if someone's Khoifa Bimilva, is he Kashaleidus? Obviously, there's a chilik between Akhoifa Bipakadin and Akhoifa Bimilva. What's the difference? The difference is that when a person borrows money, he uses the money. He's allowed to, he's supposed to, this is the way it usually is. And being that he used the money, so when he denied the milva, it's possible that really he wasn't denying because he wants to be a gazlin. He was denying because he's in Ishtamut Ekamishtamit. Thus, there's no hechacha that his kfira is with the intent to steal. That's why he's going to be kashalaitas. A kaifa the pekadin, however, why are you denying the pekadin? It's not loitzan mitna, so where is it? Oh, must be, you're a gazlin. But what do you see from here? That just being koifer in something, that doesn't make you a gazlin. It's only when there's no svar of ishtam, come Where do you see it in Rabbi Dibar Rabin? If that's the case, it's mistabra that in koifer bepekadin gufa, you would make the same distinction. And you would say that the only time a koifer bepekadin is a gazlin, the only time he's pasal edos is dafka in the event that he had intent to steal. If, however, it was koifer agam, in that case, that Allah is not going to be true. So again, what's this nuance? That Rav Shesha said, That's only when there's no svara of Ishtamutikamashtamin, and we have a raya for Rabbi Ibi It's interesting, because Rabbi Ibi really didn't say what we're trying to bring a raya to Rav Shesha's to. He said, but it sounds like he's always possible. But the Gemara is saying that from the fact that Rabbi said must be is not always possible either. He's only possible when it's not dumya to Kaifa Bimilva. But if you're Kaifa Bipakadin in a case that mirrors Kaifa Bimilva, how so? There's a Svar, there's an Umdanovish, Tamut Kamashtamit, over there would be Maida that you're going to be Koshinlaidus. But the Gemara asks another Kasha from Rafshaishas. A Kasha, not from Matana. But from an Amoira, which Amoira, Ilfa, Freyta Gemarov, Amar Ilfa, Ilfa said, Shvua, Kaina. So Ilfa very cryptically said the following words Shvua, Kaina. So the Gemara says, What did Ilfa even mean? It sounds like what he probably meant to say was that when a person has someone's Pikatin, he denies having it, and then he swears, he's Kaina the item with the Shvua, meaning he becomes a Gazlan. A Gazlan is Kaina. Right, one of the chidushin in the second half of Masech Tzavakama is that if a person steals, he's koyne that item. Where's in Egea the fact that he has the kinyan? He's chayven Later, if there's a shinoi, he's koyne with the shinoi. But the point is 
that there is a Kenyan that takes place. So probably what Ilfa was saying was that if someone's Kaifa the Pekadin and then he swears he's Kaina. But what does it sound like? Shvu, he the Kanya, Kanya. It sounds like Kaifa the Pekadin in and of itself. You're not Kaina. Mara says, no, Hachinami the Kanya Bagam. Could be Ilfa was talking about where this. Pekodin was in an Agam. Being that it was an Agam, so the Kfir itself was a Shtamutik HaMeshtamit, you're not a Gazan, like we said, Rav Sheshis is Moida, we even had Rav Idibar who said the same exact thing. In that case, the only time you would be a Gazan is when you swear. Again, when you swear, we don't care that it's in an Agam. You swore falsely. So that for sure is going to make you into a Gazan. And that's why Ilfa said, A person could be Koina by being Koifer, even without the actual Gemara says It could be Another Mahalach, and this is going to segue us into the last part of today's daf, and that is my Shfuakaina. You want to know what Ilfa meant when he said Shfuakaina? He meant something completely different. He wasn't talking about this halacha, but Rafuna, Mara. He meant something that Rafuna said. To Amar Rafuna, Amarav. It's Kid Rafuna. To Amar Rafuna, Amarav. If someone goes over to his friend and he tells him that my mana is by you, meaning you owe me a mana, and the person says, I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't owe you any money. And then he swears, and then Adam come. The Allah is potter. This person is going to be potter. So you hear a chiddush, we have to take this in. Someone goes over to his friend and he says, you owe me money. He says, I don't owe you anything. And then he swears. And then Adam come. And say that this person really did owe money. Potter is going to be Potter. Pelophanazar. Shenemar. Rav Huna said this over in the name of Rav, and he proved it from a Pasik. It says, It says this in the parasha of Shoimer, in the context of a Shoimer who swears, and Chazal Darshan as follows. What did the Bailam take? Kibin Shekibla Bailam Shvua. When the Bailam accepts a Shvua, at that point, the person that swore is no longer ever going to be Chayav Mamet. So, Rav said that if someone was obligated to swear to somebody else, see a lot more about this in the balance of the daf, he swore at that point, even if Adam would come and tell this person that really you owe money, the Allah is this person would still not have to pay, and it's based on Xerus Akasa. Velokach ba'ola v'loyishalim that kivan shekiblu abaylam shvu. Once the baylam accepts shvu, shuv ein mishalim moment. At that point, there's not going to be a chiyam moment anymore. Either way, zok to gemara. You know what Ilfa meant when he said shvu kaina? He wasn't talking about a koifer b'pekadin. When exactly he becomes a gazlin l'schayeh ba'insin? Because for that you don't need shvu kaina. For that kfir is already kaina. Like Rav Sheisha said, and like Rav Yidi Barabin said. What then did Ilfa mean when he said shvu kaina? He meant to say that if a person swears and the other party accepts the shvur, you're kind of legamri. At that point, you're not going to be chayiv. Even if Adam are going to come later and they're going to say that you owe the money, still you're going to be potter. Either way, we just mentioned Rav Huna Marav's halacha, albeit very, very briefly. The Gemara now is going to expound on it a little. Gufa. Amar Rav Huna Marav. Mado Dibiyadcha. Someone goes over to somebody else and he tells him, yeah, my money. Fa'lo, I don't know what you're talking about. Vinishban, he swears that he doesn't owe the money. Well, Adam and then Adam come to Bezdin and they say, no, this person really owes money. He's a liar. He's a Ganev. He swore falsely. So the Allah is potter. Even though Adam came, he's going to be potter. Shenemar, because it says in the Torah, Once the Bible accepts shvua, at that point, 
this person is no longer going to be chayiv moment, even if Edom are going to come. Amara, Rava said, Mestabra, Milsa the Rav, Milva the It's Mestabra that Rav's halacha was said, Dafka by Milva. Meaning, when a person goes over to his friend and he says, I loaned you money. And he says, You never loaned me money. And I swear you never loaned me money. And Adam comes and says, No, he did loan him money. That's when this halacha is going to be true. Said Rava, it's Mestabra that that would have been the case. And the reason is because Milva is Lohitsanin. We'll see what that means. Avu pekadin, but as it relates to a pekadin, where somebody goes over to his friend and he tells him, "You're watching my pekadin." He says, "Not true," and he swears. And then Adam come. It's mistaber over there. You wouldn't have this halacha. Why not? Because bishusay the marikot. Because really, it's in his bishus the whole time. It's not lohitza. Stating that Kim said Rava that I swear. Shtikopan amarav that Rav said afilu bepikadin that this halacha is true even bepikadin. And how do I know that? The chiksiv krab bepikadin chiksiv because really. Rav based his halacha on a pasuk, meaning Rav didn't hear this from Rav, but it has to be that way because his makor is a pasuk in the Torah. It says Velokach bala Yishalim. Where does it say that? It says that in the parish of Shaimim. And here we're talking about a pekadin, right? By definition, a Shaimim is a Shaimim pekadin. It's not a case of milva; it's a case of pekadin. And as a result, it's muchach. Even though in svar it makes sense that this halacha should only be true by a milva, however. Lemaisa, lemaisa, it's coming from a pasuk by Pekadin, therefore it has to be true by Pekadin as well. Now what's the svarah that this should be true by a milva and it shouldn't be true by Pekadin? And the emphasis is, it's very hard to say a svarah in a halacha that's such a big chiddush. This is very much exerus akasav. Right, if you think about this in the Mizbainan for a minute, you exhale. Someone goes over to someone else and he says, you owe me money. And he says, I don't. And then he swears. And then at Adam come and they say he does. And turns out this was one big liar. Uh, your partner. What's the Svara Klar? So, Uhura, it's a Gzairus HaKasav. What Robin meant to say, says Rashi, is that it's Mestaber from the Gzairus HaKasav that the Pasuk talking about Milva and Apikotan. And the reason is because it says, V'lokach ba'ola v'lo yeshalem. And the word yeshalem usually means that I'm going to replace something that you gave me. But if I take your thing and give it back to you, that's the Heshev. That's not Yeshalim. So from the words of the Drosh, it's Mestaber that it would be talking about a Milva. Milva's Loitzah. So I took the money. What's my Chiv now? It's a Chiv Tashlumen. I have a Chiv now to replace the item. As opposed to a Pekot in Kalei Isa Koi. And as a result, it's not really a case of Yeshalim. A Barov said, I hear I got it. No, it can't be that way. Because at the end of the day, Olekim Amarav, I feel a bit pekodin, because dechik sivkrav, a pekodin sivkrav. These words of Allah Kachbal, of Allah it does say in the context of pekodin, being that it says it in the context of pekodin, so this has to be where it is. So again, simdritimah. What's Rav's halacha? Manali biyotcha. It's not true. He swears that he doesn't owe him any money. The halacha is that if Adam come later, he's going to be potter. Based on Xeris Akasa. Volokach ba'odavaloy shalim, kivan shekiblu bailam shfua, shuv ein mashalman mom. I think it's kedai to speak out now what the Gemara is going to speak out really at the end of the sugya. Rashi speaks that out right in the beginning, and it's very hard to go through this next Amid Gemara without just this spoiler alert and really speaking this out, Pape. And that is. At first glance, when you hear Rav's halach, it's a pella. Because it seems to be contradicted by parashiyas from the Torah. For starters, the topic of Hagoyzel the latter part of it. How does this reconcile with the halacha of Hashem Gezelis? 
What's Hashem Gezeles? The case is where somebody goes over to his friend and he says, you owe him money. And then the person denies owing him money. And he swears. And then he's made. That says in the Torah, you have to give the Karen. You have to be most of a chaymish. And on top of that, you have to bring a carbon Hashem as well. What happened to the halach of a lokach ba'olav a lo yishalik? Kibbet shekibbu ba'ilam shvua, shuv e'mesham and mamim. Chayra, if the person accepted my shvua, you telling me that if Adam come later, I'm off the hook. So, I mean, I'm done. There's no chiv anymore. So if there's no chiv, so why is there a parish of Hashem Gezeles? I'll ask you another kasha. How do you understand the halach of a toyin tainas ganav? What's a toyin tainas ganav? This is a shoymechina who claims genefa. And he swears... Like he has to. He goes and he swears the, the Shavuos Hashem. If Adam come afterwards and Adam say that this person really had the item by himself, so the halach is he's subject to the parish of Tayin Ganav. What's Tayin Ganav? Not only does he have to return the item, but he even has to pay Kefal, right? We're going to see in tomorrow's daf. If he's Tavach Machar, Kubi would even have to pay Talad He's a regular Ganav. Why is he a Ganav? He swore and the Bailim was Mekabal the Shvur. V'lokach Bailim, v'lo Yishalim. So the Emes is, at the end of the Gemara, the Gemara is going to speak out Mephurish. That you have to say that although Rav said, Xeris HaKosov, V'lokach Bailim, v'lo Yishalim, but there are exceptions to the rule. And you know what the exceptions to the rule are? The two exceptions that we just mentioned. Number one, Asham Gezeleis. Number two, Toyin Tainas Ganev. So it's true. It's very hard to fully grasp this Chiddush in light of Asham Gezelos and Toyin Tainas Ganav. True. Enochinami. In the event that you denied, swore, and then you were murdered, you're not going to have Rav Zalach. And in the event that you were Toyin Tainas Ganav and Adam came afterwards, you're not going to have Rav Zalach. So where is Rav Zalach going to be Negeya? So be Negeya in other cases. We'll see. But the bottom line is, is that as it relates to the case of Asham Gezelos and Toyin Tainas Ganav, if it's difficult to go through the Gemara now, really dehair what Rav is trying to say in light of everything that we learned, it should be. Because the Taka doesn't stem with anything that we've learned. Till now, if a person denies and swears, Shanem Ali is Chayev, it ups the ante. Now all of a sudden you can be Chayev Kefal. Now all of a sudden you can be Chayev Chaymesh Va'asha. It's true, very true. And it Taka doesn't stem. And something that the Gemara, as we're going to see, is going to speak out at some point with Bak But again, we're going to go through the Gemara now knowing this as a fact. Says the Gemara, Yos, Rav Nachman, Vekam, Allah, Shmaita. So Rav Nachman said, and he said over this Shmaita. Which Shmaita did he say over? He said over the Halach of Rav with the Knech of Rava. And that is that if a person swore and the Bailam was Makabal the Shvur, even by a Pikadoin, the halach is v'lokach ba'ilah v'lo yeshalim kivin shekipul ba'ilah m'shvua shuv ein m'shalim momen. And Rav Achim ben Yumi was there, and he asked him the following question: Is Rav Achim ben Yumi and Rav Nachman from a Mishnah coming up in a few days? Heicham pikdoin. Someone goes over to his friend and he says, "Where's my pikdoin?" Amalei tells him, "Ava got lost." Mashbiacha and he swear. V'amar amen says, "No worries." Meaning the person was mashbiya the shomer avedo, and the shomer avedo said, "Amen." Now we know, So this person that said, It's as if he swore. So essentially he just swore, right? Now, for Adam, and then Adam came afterwards, and the Adam said that, no, this person's a liar. He really ate it. So that Allah is Meshalim Esaker. He has to pay the care. So again, what was the case? Someone goes over to his friend, Heicham Piktoini. The person tells him, Ovad. He then swears, he said, 
Amen Achar Ashbur. Then Adam come and say that he's a liar. So the halach is he has to pay the keren. Let's say the person would be moida by himself. Mashalim keren v'choymish v'asham. In that case, you'd be subject to the laws of Asham Gazelus, right? That's always the halach. If someone is koifer, he's nishba v'hoida. That's when you have the keren choymish v'asham. But what do you see from here? So Rav Achim and Yumi ask Rav Nachman, "This is a kasha on Rav's halach." Now Rashi says. It's a kasha from which one of these two halachas that the Mishnah said? It's a kasha from the first halacha that the Mishnah said. In the first halacha of the Mishnah, Hecham Piktoini, deny, 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 he swears, then Adam come, Yechayef. What happened to Velokach Baila, Velo Yishalem? He was Mechabal Once he Mechabal you're going to be put. Zok Rashi, from the next case, it's not schwer. Because in the next case, the person was Moida. When you're Moida, it's Hashem Gezelos. We already gave it away. When you're dealing with an Hashem Gezelos, Avad, there's no halach of Rav. Rav's not coming to contradict the parish and the Torah of Hashem Gezelos. Oh, but the kash is from the Resha, from the first part of these two halachas, where you were a Moida, where Adam just came and exposed you. Over there, it says, Yemeshalem Asakarin, had his dish thing with Rav's halach, and Rav said that Rav said his halach. So this is a case of Picard that is clearly not like Rav. Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman told him, I can make an akimt in this Mishnah, it's not going to be a steer to Rav's halacha, because it could be, you know what we're talking about over here, going to Nishba Chutz where this person swore outside of Bezin. Oh, this is the first very critical caveat in the halacha of Rav. The only time Rav said his halacha is if the Shvua was done in Bezin. But if the Shvua was done outside of Bezin, not, and Rashi says, because a Shvua Chutz Bezin, one line, Loy Alima Shvua Lav a shvur like this is not powerful enough. It's not strong enough. It's not fast enough in order to be mafki a moment. Meaning, Rab's halacha is that when a person swears, it becomes his. What was Ilfa's lashon? Shvur kaina. The Gemara said he meant Rab. Shvur kaina. A shvur in Bezdin is kaina. But a shvur chutzla bezin, that doesn't have the ability to be kind. So it's very posh. This Mishnah is talking about with the shvur is chutzla bezin. If that's the case, that's not to do a drop. But the Gemara says, Amalei, but Rav Achimim Yumi told Rav Nachman, you can't say that because they look at the sefer. That Mishnah has a sefer. If a person goes over to his friend, he says, with my pikat, Amalei, so he told him nignav. So he didn't say nevat, he told him nignav. So he said, I want to be mashbiyu. Adam said that he really stole it. So what's the halacha? Masham Tashlumi Kefal, he pays Kefal. Why in this case does he pay Kefal? Because in this case he didn't say never, he said Nignav. He was a Toyin Tainas Ganav. Toyin Tainas Ganav pays Kefal. Let's say he's Moidan as on Masham Kerem Chaymish Vashan, then it's regular Hashem Gezeloys, and you're going to pay Kerem Chaymish Vashan. Now, these are the Taita Chutzlobez. Now, if you're going to tell me that the Rashi's Chutzlobez means the Seif also has to be Chutzlobez. If the Seif is Chutzlobez, then you're Kefal. Would there be Kefal? The only time a person pays kefal for being tiny tiny as ganav is if he swore in court. But if he swore outside of court, the person swore on a street corner. So about it is not going to be kefal. So for sure it's talking about where it was in Bezin. Now if the safe is in Bezin, the nation is in Bezin. You can't tell me what's called for Bezin. So this is the follow-up question that Rabbi Acham Ram Minyumi asked Rabbi Nachman. I'm always he told him like this. If I want, I can answer. I've an easy way out. I could tell you, yeah, no, no, you're so impressed with this gasha. Maybe the Rasha is talking about where it was outside of Bezin. The safe is talking about where it was inside of Bezdin. Meaning, the Rasha wants to tell me a case where you're going to be Chayiv Karen for being Toyin Tainas Aveda. The Sefer wants to tell me a case where you're going to be Chayiv Kefal for being Toyin Tainas Geneva. When are you Chayiv Karen for being Toyin Tainas Aveda? In lieu of Rav Zalocha, only if it was Chutz Bezin. When are you going to be Chayiv Kefal for being Toyin Tainas Geneva? Obviously, only if it was in Bezdin. Meaning, I could say that's not the end of the world. But I see that you're not going to be happy with such an answer, so I'm not going to tell you a teretz that's a little bit of a doichik. Rather, what I'll tell you is something that's 
a little less of a doichik. And that is idi the idi the best. And really, side the reisha, side the sefer, talking about where the shvuas took place in bezav, like kasha, but still not a kasha. Can be kafatz, can be shaloi kafatz. The reisha is talking about where the shvuah was in bezav. However, the person volunteered the shvuah. He was kafatz v'nishba. Right, Kofetz literally means he sprained. But the point is, he volunteered the shvua as opposed to being forced into it. If a person volunteers a shvua, there too, Rav didn't say his halacha. Rav's halacha is when the shvua was in Bezdin and he was like Kofetz. Bezdin was the one who was Machayatim. That shvua is Kainan. That shvua is a very strong shvua. As opposed to if he was Kofetz, nah. The safe is talking about where he was like Kafats, and if he was like Kafats, that's why you're going to be subject to the laws of Tain Tain is Ghana. But the bottom line is, Rav said his Allah of Shvul Kaina only if the Shvul was A in Bezdin, B, he was a like Kafats. If it was Chutzla Bezdin, or if it was in Bezdin and he was Kafats, then you're not going to have the Allah. You have a Mishnah that doesn't have Rav's Allah? It's not a big deal. Because you could always say it's talking about where either the Shvu was Chutzla Bezdin, or you could say where it was in Bezdin, but he was Kofetz. Either way. So, what happened was, Rav Nachman said over this halacha of Rav and this halacha of Rava, and Rav Achab ben is there, and he asks Rav Nachman a kasha. Rav Nachman answers it. He asks him another kasha. He answers it again. So, Rav Nachman was there as well, right? Just interesting. The old cheshman of all the names here. So, Rav Nachman tells Rav Nachman Mechdi. We know for a fact you don't hold of Rab's halacha. Now, how did everyone know for a fact that Rav Nachman didn't hold of Rab's halacha? So it's not clear in the Gemara. Could be. Rav Nachman is the melech, literally, when it comes to dinim. So Rav Nachman's psakim and his legal opinions as it relates to Chaysh Mishpat were well known. So the Olam knew that Rav Nachman did not hold the Rav's halacha. So Rabbi Barachama said, if that's the case, Mashkuni Rab, so he says, so why are you defending Rav? And you're now going to be the one that's going to say, Bishinuya Dechiki in a Mishnah to explain Rav? Like, why are you getting involved? You anyways done hold of this. He told him a very simple answer. I'm not doing it to defend Rav's halacha. I'm doing it to defend Rav's shita. At the end of the day, Rav learned the Mishnah, and I want to explain the way Rav learned the Mishnah. Now, by the way, it's not Muchach Rav learned the Mishnah, because Rav, we know, is a Tanu Upalik. Rav Nachman wanted to be Miyashiv. This Mishnah is Alibah the Rav, and that's why he said, even though he doesn't hold that way. So we just said that Rav Nachman really didn't hold the Rav's halacha. Frank the Gemara. How could Rav not? How could anyone not hold of Rav? But Rav right? Rav had exeris hakosiv. V'lokach ba'ila v'loyushalim. Once the ba'ilim accepts what the shvuah v'loyushalim, you don't have to pay anymore. So what's Rav Nachman gonna do with this pasuk? So the Gemara says. Amri This pasuk is coming to teach me something else. It's coming to teach me a rule that every single time a person swears midairaisa, he's a nishba v'loy Meaning, the examples of the shvuas atayrim. There are three: shvuas ma'idu b'miktas, shvuas edachad, and shvuas hashleimim. Are all examples where someone's being tevei somebody based on the tefiyah? This person should now owe money. If you don't want to pay the money, swear. Be a nishba v'loy mishal, as opposed to what? As opposed to swear, and as a result, have the schos to be able to take something from somebody else. So all the shvuas atayr on nishba v'loy mishalim, it's a din, and you, now you know it. You know it from this pasuk. V'lokach bay v'loy yishalim, and we darshim misha all of l'shalim who nishba, meaning it's the person that is maybe going to have to pay that the Torah said. That you want to be a Veloyah Shalim swear. Right, the beginning of the Pasuk is Shfu Sashem Tia Ben So 
you swear, and by swearing, you'll be a Veloyashalim. That's what's learned from this passage. Rav Dafka is coming to teach me Rav Zalach. Zalach to Gemar. Moser Rav Hamnun. Rav Hamnun asked another kasha on Rav. This kasha is from a Mishnah Masech Tishvos. What happens if somebody is Mashpia somebody five times? So somebody goes up to his friend, he says, Heichem Piktoini. He says, I don't know what you're talking about, and he swears. And then he says it again, Heichem Piktoini. I don't know what you're talking about, he swears again. Five times. This repeated itself. Again, where's my Pekadin? I don't know what you're talking about, he swears. See, he essentially just violated Hashem Gezeloys five times. Says the Mishnah, doesn't matter if all of this happened in front of Bezin or happened in Shleibif Bezin. The Kafar Olof, Chayiv Al Kol Achas Ve'achas, the is, he is going to be Chayiv for each one of these Kviros, for each one of these Shvuas. I'm Rav Shimon. Rav Shimon said, my time. What's the reason for this? Meaning, once this person denies and he swears, so at this point, even if he denies and swears again, he shouldn't be chayv another Hashem Gezeles. And the reason is because the second tfiyah is not really a tfiyah, thus the second kfir is not really a kfir, thus the second shvu is not really a shvu. Now this is something that's going to emerge a little bit more clearly as we finish the Gemara, but on a simple level, once a person denies, he denied already. So what, I'm denying again? A kfir needs to be towards an original Tainas. You come to me with a, a tefillah, I hear, interesting, I denied it. Once I denied it again, so how could I deny it again? A little better, there's a rule of in shfur, halal shfur, right? So once a person swears, he can't even swear a second time. It has no bearing in halacha. That's an idea that governs and underpins ganz mesech the shfurs. And mesech this nadarim, right? In shfur, halal shfur. So, Said Reb Shimon, really, this is something that requires a husband. Matam, why is it that if a person denies and swears five times, he's going to be chayef for each one? L'chayra. The original kfira knocked out this tviya, thus the second kfira shouldn't be a kfira, and for sure the second shvur shouldn't be a shvur. But Reb Shimon explained. He said the reason is because being that this person is yochalachsar ulahaydas. Because what would be if after he denied, he was moita? In that instance, now he would be Chayef, and being that he would be Chayef, so now there's an opportunity for a new Tvir. You owe me. How do I know you owe me? You were made a second ago. So now if he's Kofa Venishba, it's a new Kfir of the Shvua, and as a result, you're going to be Chayef a second time. So the reason you could be Chayef five Hashem Gezeilo is for the same Tvir, again, assuming it repeated itself five times, is based on this idea. So what's Rav Amnunas Kasha? Rav Amnunas Kasha is that this doesn't stim with Rav's halacha. Because according to Rav, once a person denies and swears, I'm out. So if I'm out, I can't be Tevei you anymore. And if I can't be Tevei you anymore, so then what do you mean? Once the person already swore, at that point he doesn't owe any money. If he doesn't owe any money, so this whole thing is a chuk of the tlula. Then there's certainly not going to be a tfiyah. And Rav Amnun explained this a little bit better. You can't tell me over here it's talking about where the person was kafatz because hishbiya of ktani. Because it says mefurish hishbiya alof. It says that he was mashbiya. He didn't volunteer the shvua. 
the person forced the shvu on him. And chutz lebezdin loy matzasami. You can't tell me that it happened chutz lebezdin because bifnei bezdin kedani. Because it says mefurish that it happened bifnei bezdin. So the two eitzes that we had earlier, we a rab never said as halacha don't apply in this mishnah. You can't tell me that it wasn't in bezdin. It says mefurish it was ben bifnei bezdin and shloim bifnei bezdin. And you can't tell me that this case took. Was when you were kafat because it says hishbiyah. Hishbiyah means that it was forced upon you, and still you see that after the shvur there's a chiyav mamin. How do you know it's a chiyav mamin? Because otherwise there wouldn't be a second fear, and therefore there wouldn't be a second hasham gazelas. So who asked this kasha, Rav Hamnuna? The Gemara says, "Who must have loved whom a farakla?" After he asked the kasha, he answered the kasha. He said, "Let's start The way you read the Mishnah is let's start him. Meaning hishbiyah all of chutz lebezdin. Either the person was mashbiyah him chutz lebezdin, or ubebezdin kafat. Or if the shvur took place in bezdin, it's talking about where he was kafat. Meaning the way you make this with Rav is you say that it's talking about where Itaku was not a regular shvua in Bezdin where it was like Kafatz. I what do you mean? It said Mefurish Bain Bifne Bezdin Bain Shaloi Bifne Bezdin and it says Mefurish that it wasn't Kafatz. It says it was the Shvia. The terrace is it's studying time. You have to chop up the mission a little bit. That if it was in Bezdin, you would have to say that it was not Hishbia, it was Kofatz. If it was Chutzla Bezdin, then you could say it was Hishbia. But the terrace is the same terrace that Nachman said to answer the other Mishnah. And that is, Hachabimayashinam, where it was not a Shvua in Bezdin, where he was in Kofatz, it's not a Limta, and as a result of it, you're not going to have the Alacha of Shvua kind. Either way, this is Rav Hamnuna's Shaklavataria here in Rav's Halacha, per the Mishnah Masech Shvuas. Now, what's the Kasha? What's the kasha that jumps off the page based on what we said? We gave a whole hakdama to this halacha of Rav, which was that the only time Rav said his halacha is in the event that the person afterwards was not moida, thus you don't fall into the parish of Hashem Gezeelois, or it wasn't a Toyin Tainas Ganem, thus you don't fall into the parish of Toyin Tainas Ganem. Because if the person's moida, you can't tell me Shvo Kaina. It's a parish in the Torah. Be Mavasadra, that's Hashem Gizelis. And if it was a Taintanis Ganav and Adam came, you also can't tell me that Shvul Kaino, because it's a parish in the Torah called Taintanis Ganav. So, Valkarchach, when did he say it? He said it in a case where you're not going to have Hashem Gizelis, and he said it in a case where you're not going to have Taintanis Ganav. Meaning, if the person is Kafa, Vinishba, Vihoida, being that you have Hashem Gizelis now, so Avadi, you're not going to have Rav Zalocha. So if that's the case, what was Rav Hamnuna's kasha in the first place? Rav Hamnuna was massive. Rav Shimon said, My time. Rav Hamnuna, What do you mean? Once you swore, you kind of. There's no tfia anymore. Thus, there's no kfir, there's no shvah. It's not true. There's only no tfia if Edom are going to come. But to the extent that you were murder, Avada, that's Hashem Gezeilis. We never said that Allah of Hashem Gezeilis. That is going to be Rav's kasha right now. So Rav is about to be a massive. It's a little tricky. Massive Rav is not on Rav Salacha. It's on Rav Hamnuna. Rav Hamnuna, you understand Rav, that Rav said his Alocha even when you're Moida, meaning Kilu, there's no such thing as Hashem Gezeilis. Even if you're, let's say, Tain Tainas Ganav, I assume, you're probably going to also say there's no such thing as Tain Tainas Ganav. That can't be. And I'll prove to you it can't be. Now, he could have just said it's a Pasuk in the Torah, but he's going to ask it from a Mishnah. Balabayis, Shetan, Tainas Ganav. Balabayis, that is Tain Tainas Ganav. Bipi Kodoin. Right, a regular time, time is gone. Vinishba, vehoida. 
And then he swore, and he was my Ubo Adam and Adam came. So here you have everything. Mamish, the whole kitchen sink. The person was tiny tiny as Ganev, and he swore, and he was Maida, and Adam came. Okay, there's a lot happening. So what's Talacha? If he was Maida before the Adam came, Mishalim Karim, Vachim, Mishvashim, then he's a regular Sham Gazelis. Let's say he was Maida after the Adam already came. So Mishalim Tashlum Kefal, because if Adam came first, so you're a tiny tiny as Ganev. And in addition to that, for Asham, you also bring the carbon Asham. Meaning, even though you're a tiny tiny Ganev, you still have that coming up that you're going to pay for you're going to have to bring the carbon ash now the hacha in this Mishnah, this is easy. You can't tell me it's talking about where this shvur took place, or it was in Bezin and you were kafats. Why not? Because kefal kan. It says yichayv kefal. In the same case, yichayv kefal. So being that yichayv kefal, obviously this was a regular shvur Bezin. This all took place in the courts. And afal pikein, what do you see? You see clearly that you're going to be chayiv for being Maida afterwards. So, you're telling me, Rav Hamluna, that Rav said as halacha, that Shvua Kaina, you're going to be pottered even if you were Maida, have a Mephurish Mishnah that way. You see clearly that when you're Maida, even if it's a regular Shvua, the Shvua that Rav holds as Kaina, it doesn't matter. Still, you're going to be high. Elamai Rava. So, Rava said what we spoke at in the introduction that Rashi spoke at in the beginning of the Sugya, which was so obvious and intuitive to us, not to Rav Hamluna. We'll see in a minute. But the Gemara says, Elamai Rava, Kol Hoida, if the person's Maida, Loishna Tain Tainas Ovad, Avad if the person's murder, Rab never said his halach. And it doesn't matter what the original taina was. He was a tiny tiny ganev, tiny tiny avad. If he denied, 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 and then he's murder, avad there is no halacha that you're potter. You're going to be chayv, shoynemo. Toksev the his father. And you know what you learn from there? The boy you make karen, the chaymish. And Ashram, by the way. Tiny tiny ganev. If you're a tiny tiny ganev, who bore Adam and Adam come, even if you were a murder, nami lo yomarav. Avad Rab never said his halacha. Toksev, tashlu make kevel. It's a parish in the Torah. Tiny tiny ganev. Ki kamarav. When did Rab say his halacha? Ki goin she tiny tiny avad. If he was tiny tiny avad, ve nishba. Being that you were not murder, there's no Hashem Gezeles. Being that you were tiny tinyness of that, not tiny tinyness Ganef, even though Adam came, you're not Chayef Kefal. In this case, you have the Gezeles HaKosef of the Lokach by the Beloy Shams. Either way, so Rav says, Rav Hamnuna, your understanding of Rav could not have been a good understanding. It's impossible. It's Nista from a Mishnah, and by the way, in Svarah, it's just not logical anyways. Because Rav, I don't think, ever meant to deny the parasha of Hasham Gezelois. Rav, I don't think, ever meant to deny the parasha of Tain Tainus Ganev. And as a result, as a result, it's Pashit that Rav never said his Allah when you might, and if Rav never said his Allah when you might, your Kasha from the Mishnah of Mesech Teshvuas, that Yechayev, Chamisha Pamim, if you deny five times, Hoyv Yachal Achsul Ha'odas, Safank Nishdan, because to the extent that the person's Maida, anyways, this halacha is not going to be negated. Now, just to speak out one point, I think it's Kedai, we went through this much, we might as well just take it to the finish line. And really, this is something that Toysvis Reds Adurich, Tab Toysvis Kuvavam and Aleph, Dibra Maschal Eseve. You know, we're saying, that by definition, the parish of Hashem Gizelois is a steer to Rav Zalacha. And by definition, the parish of Tain Tain Ganev is a steer to Rav Zalacha. It's not 100% true. The parish of Tain Tain Ganev is by definition a steer to Rav Zalacha. And the reason is because Tain Tain Ganev, the Shvu is in Bezden. You can't be Kofetz Finish, but it's a regular Shvu Dei Raisa. It's Shvu And if you Achayv Kefal, when Adam come afterwards, so obviously you see that even though the Shvu was a Shvu Alimta, Afal Pika, and you're still going to have to pay. You're going to have to pay even Kefal. The parish of Hashem Gezelis is where the person swore. Labdafki swore in Bezdin, right? Hashem Gezelis means you swore. 
You deny, deny, deny. The shvuah didn't have to happen. Like shvuah is the edus. The shvuah is not in Bezdin. The shvuah is on the street corner. The point is, you made a shvuah. So Rav will always tell you, no, it's a shvuah. It's not muchach that the parish of Hashem Gezeloys is necessarily a steerer to my halacha. I only said my halacha when the shvuah was in Bezdin. Could be if the shvuah is in Bezdin, there is no parish of Hashem Gezeloys. When is there a parish then of Hashem Gezeloys? If it was Chutz Bezdin. Or if it was in Bezdin, but it was Kafatz Vinishma. So really, the parish of Toyin is Ganav by definition is a steerer to Rav's halacha. But the parish of Hashem Gezeloys is not. That's why Masiv Rava from a Mishnah not from the Etzim Parish of Hashem Gezeloys. Because from the Parish of Hashem Gezeloys, you could always say that, no, Rav said as Alocha, even when you're Moida. However, it's only when the Shvua happened in Bezdin. And that Mishnah is talking about when the Shvua happened in Bezdin. The Kasha, the Masiv Rava, was from a Mishnah where you see clearly the Parish of Hasham Gezeloys even when the Shvua happened in Bezdin. Where did you see it? Because the case was a case where your Sayyotayin is Ganov and Sayyot Hasham Gezeloys, where the two converged and Yechayah for both Bevazachas. That Shvua which was a shvua for Tanitana's Ganev, had to have been in Bezdin. Thus, the shvua of Hashem Gezeloys was also in Bezdin. So you see, Mefurish, even when the shvua is a shvua alimta, still you're going to be chayyav for Hasham Gezeloys. So therefore, we back into the fact that must be that not only is Tanitana's Ganev an exception to the rule, but the parish of Hashem Gezeloys is also an exception to the rule. But either way, so says the Gemara, Azal Rav Gamdu, there's a lot of names here if you follow all the drama. But Rav Gamdu goes... This is like Deiris Harishayim 101, the summit. So, and he tells Rav Ashi for the Yoyde Dover. And he repeats them the whole exchange. He says that, you know, they were saying over in Beis Medrash, Rav Amnuna had a kasha, a Rav from a Mishnah Masech Teshvuas, and Rav heard the kasha, and Rav knocked out the kasha based on a premise that Rav Amnuna's understanding of Rav was an incorrect understanding. And he tells him the whole shtickle tire. Rav Amnuna seemed to have assumed in his kasha that Rav said his Allah, even if the person was moide even in the case of Hashem Gezeloys. And Rav disproved him from a Mishnah and said that just like Tain Tainas Ganev is an exception to the rule, so to Hashem Gezeloys is also an exception to the rule. So again, Rav Gamda repeats this all to Rav Ashi. So Rav Ashi heard this and he was not happy. He told him, Rav Hamnuna was a Talmud of Rav. Ashi says that wherever you find in Shas that it says the words Amri Bey Rav, it means Rav Hamnuna. But either way, he said Rav Hamnuna was a Talmud of Rav. The Yoda, the Amar Rav He knew what Rav said. I Meaning, he knew that Rav said his halacha, even if the person was Moida. The Kamais of Thus, he asked the Kasha from a Mishnah of Hoida. At Amar Hoida Le Amar Rav. Right? You have to know where to put the commas in. You're going to tell me that Rav didn't say his halacha by Moida? So he says, What? Rav is going to tell Rav Amnuna what Rav said? Come on. Rav Amnuna is a Talmud moving of Rav. He knows exactly what Rav said. It's like you have Ashi, who's Soifaira, right? But Metziah Pevav Menalf, together with Ravina and Eretz Yisrael. But the point is, is that you're going to tell me now that Rava has a better understanding of what Rav said than what Rav Hamnuna said. So the Gemara says, "Amalei Rav Acha Sabu the Rav Ashi." So Rav Acha Sabu was there. So he told Rav Ashi, "Rav Hamnuna Haki Kokashal." Let me tell you what was going on. I I see this a little bit differently. I think Rav Hamnuna was moita that. Rav only said his halacha in the event that Adam would come afterwards. Meaning, if the person would simply be moida, that in and of itself would not be enough to be a contradiction to Rav, because Rav is moida when the person is moida. Meaning, Rav's halacha, halacha, by the way, is 
he swore, and then Adam came. But if he's Moedim Ayatzmoy, Alzenem Hashem Gezeilois, and that Allah of Hashem Gezeilois is true, even if the Shua happened in Bezdin, like Rava proof. Ah, if that's the case, so what was Rav Hamunas Kasha? So what's the great Sakasha? What do you see from the Mishnah and Shfuas? Hishpi all of Hamisha Pamim, and he denied, denied, denied. Chayv al kolachas vachas. Rav Shimon said, "What's the reason?" Yeah, even according to Rav, yochel lachzur lahoydes. What's the kasha? Rav holds v'lokachpayda v'loyishalim. So what do you mean yochel lachzur lahoydes? No, it's not true. If he's moida, so in the case of Hashem Gezelos, it says v'hisvado, and that's the carve out. That's an exception to the rule. Now, Rav Hamnuna held that even though Rav Shimon said my time. But Reb Shimon also was working under the premise that if Aiden would come right now, Aiden would be able to be Mechaev. Meaning, Reb Shimon's words are, he could be Moida. True. But what's also true has to be that if Aiden would come, Aiden would be able to be Mechaev, and that's for sure a steer to what Rab said, and that's why Rab Nuna said it. Now, why would that have to be the case? So he explained. Because if after a person swears of Adam come, you're going to be a So Then it would make sense why you should be chayiv for each additional shvuah. Being that this person has the ability to be he could be moid again. But if you're going to tell me that if Adam come, you're going to be potter, then it doesn't make sense. That if Adam would come right now and they would say Adam that Yechayev really be part because of Rav's halacha. But we're going to be mechayev you a carbon for each additional this because you could be moida. Right now you are a moida. Nice little tire. What does it mean? So that's a little trickier. But the way Rashi explains is that what Rav Acha Sabu was telling Rav Ashi is that Rav Nuna held that really in order to be chayev for the second kfirah, a second carbon shvur, and for the third kfirah, a third carbon shvur, what you would need is that this person has a chi of mom. A. B. You would also need that the second shvur should be a meaningful shvur. In order for the second shvur to be a meaningful shvur, what you need is that it shouldn't be ein shvur, chal shvur. And that Reb Shimon addressed in the Mishnah. I'm Reb Shimon, my time. Being that he could be moida, so he could undo his denial. By undoing his denial, the next kfirah is now a meaningful kfirah. Thus, the next shvu is a meaningful shvu. It's not going to be a problem of enchvul chalashvu. But that only addresses the enchvul chalashvu part. There's another problem. To the extent that Rav's halach is emis, that when a person swears, at that point, even if Adam come, you're going to be potter, that means there's no chiv mamen. Which means that the tviya is not a tviya. And if the tviya is not a tviya, then the male of the kfir is not a kfir and the shvu is not a shvu. So there's really two things that need to be addressed in order to make this Mishnah work. You need that the tviya should be a tviya. For that, there would have to be an objective chi of moment. You also need that the kfir and the shvu should be meaningful. For that, you would have to knock out the initial kfir of shvu, because otherwise, ain't shvu achal shvu, ain't kfir achal kfir. To establish an objective chi of moment, you would need to say that if Adam would come and say that this person owes money, you would be Chayim Mammon. To establish that the Kfir and the Shvu would be a Kfir and a Shvu, you would have to say that if the person's Maida after he was Kaf Avinishma, the Haida is a Haida. Thus, the next Kfir and the next Shvu, we start 
all over again. It would be a Kfir and a Shvur. The Raya that Rav Hamnuna was bringing from the Mishnah, not like Rav, wasn't from the words of Rav Shimon, because he knows that any time a person is simply moida, that it's a carve-out to the rule, he's not worried about that. But at the end of the day, he felt that the only way it's Shaykh for there to be a second carbon is if there's an objective Chiyav moment, and the only way there would be an objective Chiyav moment is if Adam came, they would have the ability to be Machai. Now, Rav Achasab, he just said this with a whole Geshmach. He said, what would be the other side? Like, what would be the way to say, Rav Amun, I hear what you're saying, but maybe not. It would be because, why do I need Adam to come in order to establish this objective Chiyav moment? If the guy's Moida, he'll be subject to Hashem Gezelos. That in of itself would be a Chiyav moment. So for that, he said that being that Hashem Mirslai Oide, being that right now the person wasn't Maida, that means that right now we can't see up an objective Chiyav moment. If Adam would come now and say you owe money, that means objectively there's a Chiyav moment. But if the only way the Chiyav would be here is if the person is Maida, so then you would need the Hoidas Baldin to be in the Bria already in order to be able to see the Chiyav moment. This is already alumnus. But until he's Maida, you wouldn't be able to see the Chiyav moment. The bottom line is, Rav Amunah's Raya is not from the words of Rav Shemin, Yachal Hoidas. That has no bearing on Rav. Because Rav never said that if a person's cup of an Ishba Bahoida, you're going to be Potter. What then is the Raya? The Raya is from what underlies what Reb Shimon is saying, and what underlies the whole Allah of the Mishnah, and that is at the end of the day, there has to be an objective Chiyav moment, which means that Adam would have the ability to be Mechayv moment in order for the second fear to be a fear after the person was already Kaifer, and that would only be true if the Allah is not like Rav, and that was the massive Rav Hamnun. In other words, what Rav Achasab tell Rav Ashi, he told him that Avad Rav Hamnun was a Talmud of Rav, and he knew what Rav said, Rav, there's, there's a misunderstanding here, but the bottom line is, I've had the Rav Amnuna in his kasha is not asking based on an idea that Rav said his halacha, even in the case where the person is mighty. He knows if the person is mighty, it's an exception. He only means it when Adam come, and in that Mishnah, he felt that he saw not like Rav. So what's the bottom line? Right, a lot going on in today's daf. Number one, we started with Shavuos Eidus as it relates to an Aveda. Right, you have a Pasha Shavuos Eidus as it relates to being today or someone to come say Eidus, that you know something about my lost object, the Shalosh Shavuos of Benazai, and what's the Halacha? Machlikis Amayram, which the Gemara said is really told in the Machlikis Tanam. Dova Agarim L'Momen is Kemam and Dami, and not Kemam and Dami, specifically in the Sugi of Shavuos Eidos. Hamashbiyah Eidachon, Chayiv, or Potter. We had Rav Cheshis' Halacha of HaKoifer B'Pekodin, Nasa Olav Gazlin, the Chayiv B'Oinsen, which the Gemara clarified is only true in the event that we know for sure that this kfira was with the intention of never returning it. But if we can somehow rationalize ishtamute kamishtamet, then it'd be no different than a kaifa bin milva, which is kashal edus. If it was kaifa agam, for example, in that case, you wouldn't have a din of a kaifer pikadin where you're going to be a gazlin. And then the third part of today's daf discuss rabs halacha. Where if someone is Tevea, someone Mamin, whether it's Milva, whether it's Bakadin, the person denies and he swears that Allah is if Adam come afterwards, you are going to not have to pay. It's a Chiddush, it's Xerus Akasev, Velokach Bailov, Veloyashalim. And what's the premise and of this halacha, Xeris HaKasav, but a whole bunch of fine print that you have to read in order to properly understand it. Number one, it's only true if it's a Shvua Alimta. What's a Shvua Alimta? The Shvua would have had to have been in Bezdin, and not just that, they were Mashpia him. He wasn't a Kafetz Venishba. Additionally, 
Additionally, there will be the carve-out of the parsha of Asham Gezelois. So to the extent that the person is moida afterwards, then the Allah is, even if the Shavu was in Bezdin and it was forced upon him, there, the Hizvad, the Akasav, Avad, you're going to be chayib. Additionally, if the Kfiru was Tayin Tainas Ganev, then even if Adam would come, you have the parish of Tayin Tainas Ganev, who's not only chayib Karen, but he's going to be chayib Kefal as well. Either way, just to end the week, sort of, with one... <laughs> No, it's Monday. Uh, one <laughs> light ha'ara. Chumash ta'ira. And that is, it's Yodua. The Ramban wrote a short introduction to Sefer Shemois. And the Ramban says that Sefer Shemois, he's calling the Sefer of Golos and Geula. And the reason is, because this Sefer deals with the Golos of Kla Yisrael, begins the Elish Mois B'nei Yisrael Habon Mitzrayma, and it concludes with the Geula of Kla Yisrael. Thus, the Sefer of Shemois is the Sefer of the Golos, and more importantly, it's the Sefer of the Geula of Kla Yisrael. Says the Ramban, but if that's the case, I have one problem, right? There's an obvious question on my theory, and that is, that it's true, the first parashiyas in the Torah, in Sefer Shmois, deal with the Golos and the Geul of Klai Yisrael. Shmois, Va'era, Boi, B'Shalach, Yisrael, and the Mishpatim. You have maybe Mount Torah, which is the summation, it's the conclusion of the Golos and the Geul of Klai Yisrael. But what about the second half of Sefer Shmois? Shumat, Tzavik, Yisisa, Vayakab, they talk about the Mishkan. I mean that they talk about the Mishkan, Lechura, they have nothing to do with the Golos and the Geul of, of Mitzrayim. So it says the Ramban, Dvarim Yudum. He says, V'hinei, ha-Golos einenu nishlam ad yoyim shuvan al-mekoyimam v'almailos avoysam yashuvan. The Golos of Klai Yisrael was not complete, meaning the Yidden were not considered to have been oiskalized until they returned al-mekoyimam and they went back to the Milo, to the lofty Madregas of their Zedas. When they didn't left Mitzrayim, even though they left Beisavodim, they were still considered to be in Golas. Because they were in a strange land, and they were lost in the Midbar. But it was Dafka when they came to Harsinai that they returned to Milos Avoysim. And it was not only then, it's when they built the Mishkan and they had that Hashroi Sashkin of Harsinai with them on a consistent basis. It was then that they went to the situation where they were back on the Madrega of Avram Yitzchak Fiyakir, who were Heim Heim Amarkova. So says the Ramban, you want to know what Sefer Shemais is all about? It's about the Golos and the Geula from Mitzrayim. If that's the case, so why do you have the whole second half of Sefer Shemais? The reason you have the second half of Sefer Shemais is because what does it mean, Geula? Geula means not just that we're physically no longer in the bondage of Mitzrayim, but it means that spiritually we're freed as well. The Yidden of Mitzrayim were in the Memte Shari Toma, Halolo Oivde Avodazaru, Valolo Oivde Avodazaru, Yichasko Perekhov, Mishchu Yetchem Avodazaru, Kru Lochem Tzayim Shal Mitzvah, etc., etc., etc. Mitchilo Hoyavisenu Oivde Avodazaru, right? That was the matzah that the Yidden were during that time. But it was only after they were nigal, in a spiritual sense, that the Geula of Mitzrayim was considered to be Nishlam, and that's something that happens 
not in Parshas B'Shalach, not by Kriyas Yamsev. That's something that happens when the Shekhinah returns, like it had been with their voice. And not only did it return, but it returned on a consistent basis, and that was with the Mishkan, and that's why the whole second half of Shemois says the Ramban, very appropriately, is right here in Sefer Shemois. Either way, this is a very, very well-known Hakdama that the Ramban gives in the beginning to Sefer Shemois. So again, Sefer Shemois is Golos and Geula, and based on that, what should the topic of Sefer Shemois be? It should be Gulas and Golos Mitzrayim. Says the Ramban, that explains the beginning of Sefer Shemois. What about the second part of Shemois? It's because there's not just a physical goal of Sangula, there's a spiritual goal of Sangula. That's Nishlam when the Chazul Amayel Savoysam, that means Shechina, Betimidi, and that happened with the Mishka. I heard from Rabbi Eli Hertzke Shlita, he asked the Gavaldig Akasha. He said, Lechura, the Ramban, in his Hakdama, he explained Parsha Shemois. Vo'era, boy, b'shalach. Right, that was easy. Yisroi, which is Matan Torah. He also explained Trumet Tzavik Yisisa Vayakov Pekude, which is the Mishkan. But what about Parshas Mishpatim? Parshas Mishpatim, which, by the way, is Bava Kama, Bava Metzia, Bava Basra. I mean, this is what we're learning right now. Where does that fall in to the narrative of the Ramban? Now, the end of Parshas Mishpatim, the very, very, very end. So that talks about. The rest of the story of Kabbalah Satayra, that's with the words Nasev and Ishmar, but that just explains the very, very end. But why is Baba Kamba in Sefer Agolus Vagula? Why is it that Parshas Mishpatim is in Sefer Shemois, Sefer Hagolus Vagula? So he said, a Meridik, but just to be Makdim, and that is the Rambam in the end of Hilchas Matnasanim, this is in Perig Yud. So he talks about the Mailov Tztok, and I think it's Kedai just to go through verbatim Lushoyne Azov of the Rama. This is the Ray, just reading the words of the Rama. The Rama says as follows He says, Chayovim Onu Lehizor, the Mitzvah Stoka, yes, and we call Mitzvah Sase. So this is the Rama, Perig Yud, Hilchas Matnasanim. He says, We have an obligation to be more careful as it relates to the mitzvah of Stoka, then all other mitzvahs are said. Shat Stoka, simen litzadike zera Avram Avinu. Because Sadaka is a simen that you come from Avram Avinu. Shenemar ki edatev l'man ashe yitzav. Ve'en kisei Yisrael meskoyne. Ve'das ha'emes ha'imedes ele b'tzadaka. Ve'en Yisrael nigolen ele b'schos ha'tzadaka. The Geula is going to come in the schos of tzadaka. Shenemar, tziyoyim b'mishpati padeh b'shaveh b'tzadaka. Says the Ramavite, Ula Ulam Eina Odama Animat Staka. A person never becomes poor from giving Staka. The Ain Dova Ra Veloy Hezik Niglabish Velat Staka. There's no such thing that you gave Staka, and because of that something bad happened to you, or there was some Hezik that took place. I'm skipping. Kala Mirache Miracha Minolov. Any person that has Rahmanis, we have Rahmanis on him. The Khom Mishu Akzari, the Ina Mirache, Yesh Lochishli Husai. If you see a person that doesn't have Rahmanis, all Yidin and all the people that attach themselves to the Yidin. They're all brothers. And where do you see in Bonim Atam Lashem that we're brothers? Because what makes two people brothers? The fact that they share a parent. So if we're all Bonim Lashem by definition we're brothers. Says the Ramav, if a brother is not going to have Rachmanus on his brother, who is going to have Rachmanus on him? A Yid knows the only person he can rely on and really trust 
in a foxhole was another yid. So he says, obviously, we have to look out for each other. Any person that looks away from stalker, he gets the same title as an Additionally, HaKadosh Baruch Hu Korov L'Shavos Ha'anim. Says the Ram HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Korov to the, to the cries of the Anim. L'fikach Tzoruch L'Yizor Mitzakosan. You have to be very careful if you hear an Oroman cry. Sh'arei bris kruso lehem. Sh'anemar v'hoyu ki yitzak elai v'shamati ki chanun ani. Sakt Ram HaVayt. Kala noisin stokol ha'ani v'seif ha'panim rois. Hu'panov k'fusha yitzbekarka. Afilu nasan lo'y elef zohuvim avat z'chusay b'efsida. A person can give an Oroman a tremendous amount of money. But if he doesn't b'seif ha'panim rois... Ovad schusay vehefsido. Elanoisen loy besever panim yafais. Ubesimcha. Umisoinen imoy outsarasoy. And he tries to feel this person's pain. Umedabaloy devet tanchumen vinachomois, etc. And he goes on. This Rambam goes on and on. Shmoyna mailis yeshbit stalker. The Rambam says there's eight different levels of how a person gives stalker. And he lists all eight of them. Skipping a lot. This Rambam has 19 se'ifim, where he goes, literally, chapter and verse, he talks about the beautiful, beautiful Milo of Stalker. I'll tell you something fascinating. The Ramban wrote a drasha on Sefer Kohelas. It's printed, printed in the Kisvei Ramban from Mosada Rav Kok. It's a Chelek Aleph. They have the whole thing verbatim. It's Drosha al Divrei Kohelas. At the end of the Drosha that the Ramban wrote on Divrei Kohelas, the Ramban, mysteriously, he brings the Rambam's Perikyot in Hilchus Matnasani. He quotes the entire Perikyot. Word for word. Literally from, per- from Halacha Aleph until the end, he brings the entire Rambam. And he has a one-line introduction before he quotes the Rambam. He says like this, HaRab Moshe einenu menamefazrim. Rab Moshe, as in the Rambam, was not from the Mefazrim. V'hu ha hapizor. And he's someone that was disgusted by Pizor. V'kosa be'inyin hatztoka perik Yet he wrote one perik as it relates to tztoka v'zel l'shoinai and he brings the whole arichas of the Rambam. So the Ramban is talking about the Rambam. So I saw in the Haggai's here on the Ramban, so they bring from the Shailus Yitruvah's Kol Mavasar. So Shailus Yitruvah's Kol Mavasar was written by Rab Meshulam Roth. I looked it up inside. Rab Meshulam Roth, Haggai in Haggadol, Sifsois of you, Doi was asked by a Yid, he said he came across this Ramban, and he saw at the end, the Ramban says, HaRab Moshe einenu mena mefazrim, v'hu ha-shegina ha-pizur, v'kosev inyanat slaka perakecha. And he said, I wasn't sure what the Ramban meant. Like, it's very, very sasum. It's like a shver abraisa. But he said, it sounds like, just because of the context that we're talking about stalker, that the Ramban is saying that the Ramban was not from the Mephazrim. Peace and Nosson Lev right? He's not Mephazr. He doesn't give a lot of stalker. And he didn't like people that give a lot of stalker. Yet, he, look at what he wrote about stalker. And the Ramban is almost being misnatzel. He says that even though the Rambam is not very pro stalker, but at the same time, he's not been a Mephazrim. He wrote something so beautiful about stalker. And he was like very taken aback. He said, why would the Ramban write this way about the Rambam? 
He says, this is, uh, like, why would you say it? First of all, Mechatesi, it's true, what the Rambam maybe knew that. But even if he knew it, like, why would you say this about the Rambam? So, the Kol Mavaseh, Rabbi Sholem Roth, wrote back to him. He says, you're making a mistake. He says, first of all, he says, I'm going to tell you a little bit about the Rambam as it relates to Pizar Nosan Lev Yoinim. So I'll tell you something interesting. I don't have the Shalos Chubas Kol Mavaseh in front of me, but I'm reading this from the Sefer Oitzai Yediyas, from Reb Yechiel Mechel Sternschlitter, and this is, if you want to look it up, it's in Chelek Beis, it's Perik Reish Yud Beis, and the title, the subtitle is, Laharambam Hoya Hachnasas Archem. So he, I'm just quoting, Bakdamas Baal Tzedol Ederech, so the Tzedol Ederech was one of the Rishonim, Kosav, he writes, Ala Rambam, quote, so this is the Baal Tzedol Ederech talking about the Rambam, Vahu Hoya Chosid Gadol, Noisif Al Chachmasoi, Vinodiv Balach now you know the rest of the story about the Rambam. The Rambam was a Balach San, right? The Welt says the Rabchaim Briscoe was a bigger Goyen in Chesed than he was in Torah. The Rambam, in addition to being someone that was such a great Chacham, but he was also a Balach San. This is from Rebichel Machel Stern. Hevimi ben Doirish ala Rambam. Shekosav. Quote. For us a Pundigodl. This is the Rambam. L'chol abam sham. Haroit sinlu my Torah. She isparnusum in a Pundig. The Rambam, like Avram Avinu, he made a pundigado, Vayita Eshel, and people used to come to his pundik. Not just that, he says, Viramza Haramban Beigroisa, Bemailos Haramba. He says, the Ramban wrote a letter where he talks about the Rambam, and he says, quote, Bemailos Hasidusai, Betoikif Emunasai, Beitzim Anvesonusai, Begdulas Yichusai, Benidvas kisai b'maisevaniflad. The Rambam was a shtickle gevir. It sounds like who benidvas kisai. He was a grace about starker. He used to give a lot of money. Pisa nasal of yoyim. So Rambam Shalom Roth. He quotes these marmakayimus and he says, number one, it's not true. We have eidos from people that knew the Rambam that the Rambam was mamish. He was Avram Avinu. He was Amud Achesed. Besides, the Ramban himself wrote it. The Ramban himself wrote, He said that he used to give people money. He said, can't be what he meant. So what then did he mean? So he says, it's Pashat. What the Ramban, what the Ramban meant to say was, is that the Ramban was when it came to speech. And what he meant was, is when it came to writing, the Rambam always spoke very, very, because how much Haggadah do you have from the Rambam? Yeah, very, very little. And in fact, the Rambam writes in Hilchis Deis, this is Perik Beis Alochadal. This is right after he says, Amra Rav Talmud Rabbeinu Hakadosh Loi Soch Sicha Betelo Kol Yomav. He says, "V'chein b'divrei Torah u'b'divrei Chachma Yiu divrei Hachacham Ma'atim." The inyoneyemirubim. Even when it comes to divrei chachma, a person is supposed to mince words, right? You're not supposed to talk so much. And then he quotes what the Rambam writes in his Maimer Tchias Right? So we know the Rambam wrote Igeres Hashmad, Igeres Teiman, and one of the famous Mamorim, one of the famous Igrois that the Rambam wrote is called the Igeres, or some refer to it as the Maimer of Tchias Hamesim. So this is one excerpt. It's at the end of Sif Cotton Zion. The Rambam says, if I could have fit the whole Talmud into one parak, as we're at the one hour and 33 minute mark, <laughs> he says, if I could have fit the whole Talmud in one parak, he, he says, I would have done it, and I wouldn't have put it into two. So he says, the Rambam was a nenum and a 
He says he was Megana the Pizor. He said that Pizor is a bad thing. Oh, but because of Inyan Atzlaka Perakechad, he wrote one long, right? He said the whole Talmud would have been a Perakechad. He wrote a whole Talmud. A whole Perakechad he wrote over here. He says that's what he meant to say. And that's what the Ramban is trying to say. He says, you want to know the Chshivas of Tzlaka? He says, the Rambam who never spoke to Reagada, the Rambam was Gina Hamafazim. But when it came to Tzlaka, he understood the Chshivas of Tzlaka. And that's why you have a Perak here, Matan which is an anomaly, it's an osna, mamish in the whole Yad Chazaka, where you never find the Rambam is quoting Divri Agada after Divri Agada, and it's because of the Hashivas of Tzaka, and the Rambam understood Thostos is Tzaka. The bottom line is, that was a long-winded introduction to a very short punchline, and that is, one of the things that the Rambam says, as it relates to, as it relates to the mitzvah of Tzaka, he says, Ve'en Yisrael Negol and Elo B'schos HaTzaka, Shenemar, Rabbi Lee said, You want to know why Parshas Mishpatim is in Sefer Shmois? Why is it in the Sefer of the Geula? Because Tzioin be Mishpati Pada Veshavah Betzdaka Ve'en Yisrael Negolim The answer is the only way This is the only way The Schosim, the Zachin But at the end of the day Ein Yisrael Negolim Ever At the end of the day Klai Yisrael needs the Schos of Tzdaka And Tzdaka and Mishpat always come together Because really they're the flip side of the same coin Right, a person who gives Tzdaka But you know, he doesn't learn Bava Kambav and see above a Basra So it's Chosim and Asefer But it's both It's the idea of the Bavis, it's the idea of Mishpat. This is the one parish in the Torah. Really, the whole Torah was by our Sinai. Rashi says in the beginning of Parshas Bahar. But at the end of the day, we have Parshas Mishpatim tucked away here in the Sefer Agula. It's true. When your mother said to Parshas Mishpatim, listen to Kriyas Torah, your mom is chazering all the Yeshiva Shemesachtis. And it's there for a reason. Because Siyan ben Mishpati Padre Veshavar Betstaka, you know, the introduction to Mesachtis Bavakama, we mentioned that Sefer. That Mesechtis Nezikin is also referred to as Sefer Yeshuais. Maybe we have a little bit of an oymik. We have a little bit of a deher. Why Seder Nezikin would be Seder Yeshuais? Because Tzioin B'mishpati Pader B'shavar B'tzdaka Parshas Mishpatim is in the Sefer HaGu'ula. The Gu'ula, the Yeshua, is going to come in the Schos. Mishtaka B'zoicha. Tzioin B'mishpati Pader B'shavar B'tzdaka.